I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in, episode 47 of the Dynasty Debates. Building the Big Board series is going strong. We are back again. I am your host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates or... You can drop an email, dynastydebates at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, see the producer. Wait, that's me. Um, we are here with Peter Howard Stills at PA Howdy on Twitter. Give him a follow if you don't already. Genius extraordinaire. We are covering running back sleepers. Peter is hitting it from the analytics side, and he has graciously hopped in to provide a bit of you know, a bit of upper class, a bit of, bit of a sophistication to the show for the week. So without further ado, let's get two more sleepers lined up here for you. Something is wrong with you. I got a fever. Adam himself could not resist the temptation. A rookie fever. Right, here we are back again. Peter has not given up on the show yet i appreciate that he is charging me by the hour so i'm gonna rattle through this quickly here we've got two more prospects we're gonna dive into here some more sleepers deep dives fourth fifth round gems future hall of fame running backs that you heard it here first um we're gonna go with so first guy up is i mean this is i mean apologies for the side tangent here but i do love a good name and his name is his his full name is maxim maximiliano borghi that is a lot of fun to say but uh it's max to the to the layman max borghi solid not massimiliano but i think his mom probably calls him massimiliano so max borghi from washington state he is a cougar five foot nine 210 pounds (laughs) not not that kind of cougar um (laughs) sorry he's he's a cougar out of washington state um he's five foot nine 210 pounds three-star recruit uh he is a senior i couldn't find his age anywhere so i'm not sure if he just keeps that under wraps because he is a cougar he doesn't want the younger people to know his age um and that maybe is possibly part of the reason at the combine he only participated in the bench press he had 20 reps on the bench he did not participate in the other combine drills i believe he had a sprained ankle at the senior bowl so that's probably the reason why a little bit of a backstory of him he did compete in track in high school um he's the only player in the country named to the doke walker award top college running back and the blitnikoff award top college receiver preseason watch list so that was really interesting he's 23 Um, by the way Oh, there you go. 23 years old. That makes sense. Um, and he had a nine and a half percent college target share, which is really interesting to see for a running back and 39 games. He had 369 attempts for 2,158 yards, 5.8 yards per carry and 32 touchdowns. But the really interesting thing for me, at least, especially for fantasy football, he had 156 receptions for 1,134 yards, 7.3 yards per reception. The stand out a little bit. <laughs> and nine touchdowns, especially when you bit. consider uh, what was 
was it? We talked about Abram Smith had like 14 receptions his entire like four year career, and this guy's had 156. But to be fair, I think like 80 something, 83 of them came in one season. In a single season, age 20. So I'm really curious here. Guess first, as always, we're going to let Peter dive into Massimiliano Borghi here. I really want to hear what he has to say from an analytical perspective because he had these incredible two seasons at the very start of his career. Then he was completely injured and kind of out of it for 2020. And then he had a very pedestrian by his own standards 2021 so what way do you weight that and how do you look at what is um top sort of when when he was when he was like sort of doing his best work some people were like hailing him as the next coming of christian mccaffrey and stuff which is obviously too high um but now i'm wondering if we're maybe a little bit too low as well so it's maybe overcorrected but i'll get your take on it what are your thoughts on massimiliano Basically that, yeah, when I was researching and I came across some CMC comparisons, I was like, all right, settle down. But yeah, let me uh, read. Why not? 86 catch season at 19. I think it was 20. I think I updated his age. And 50% total dominator. That's for his career proper, combining both rushing and receiving work. But he only maxed out at like an 800-yard rushing season. And no, that, that seems weird. So I went digging, and I think his receiving profile... Uh, just to remind you, James White profiled like a pretty firm three down back, not as the PPR monster he later became. So it's not like those roles directly translate. Like you get 86 catches in a season. So you're James White. James White didn't do that. Um, just to put that out there, but he's definitely got an interesting skill sh- skill set. If he's even if he's not a dominant rusher, um, he's a four year player coming at the end uh, of his senior season at age 23 from Washington State. So. Yeah, there's that. That none of that's good. Um, but the age twenty season is going to be talked about, or I thought it was gonna be, but like you say, I've heard relatively little about it. He was like ninety percent of the team's total offense that year, eight hundred and seventeen rushing yards, eighty-six receptions, um, four point one rush yards per pass attempt. I actually put him into a wide receiver statistics just to figure that out. Um a calculation I did just to figure out Walker, like I was talking about before. Um, yeah, Borgi, he's interesting. That age 20 season just stands out as utterly bizarre. And those those team opportunities just off the charts, he was like 86.5% of the positional opportunities that year. The average for top 12 running backs, by the way, who go on to be top 12 running backs in the NFL is like 56. Just to give you some perspective on how freaking insane, like there were no other running backs as far as I can figure. And the quarterback got a little bit... <laughs> um, uh, those yeah, statistics basically come out to slightly above average um, in adjusted yards per team attempt. So it's not like he was Christian McCaffreying all over the place. It's like 2.2 adjusted yards per team attempt. His rushing yards per, te- per, per rush attempt, though, is what I was talking about in my notes where he stood out. It's like 4.2 rush yards per team rush attempt. He was that rushing game, and it's absolutely amazing, despite not going over 800 year rushing yards. So the team isn't rushing too much. It's just only rushing with Max Borgi. I think he could work out to be a really interesting role player in the NFL uh, at a minimum. Obviously, a lot depends on the draft. He is 23 years old. He's coming from Washington State. But that, that age 20 season stands out. Once you do something, you can't take it away from a player. And he's definitely capable. The next year, he's got like 15% of the opportunities. I'd have to go look, but I assume he dipped down an overall opportunity, maybe missed some games, or maybe that was the 2020 season when everyone did. But last year, he came out with 52%, much more common um, rushing domination of, of overall opportunities. 
Um, and his work came back into line. That that age twenty season just freaking bizarre, and it stands out. Um, but he's displayed rushing abilities, even even if it's an unlimited rush offense. I mean, and he was the entirety of that rush offense. He was able to take it, use it, and actually cut up some decent rushing yards for the amount of opportunities he got. And the fact that he has been targeted so much means that the any NFL team that puts him on his roster is going to expect him to be a receiver. And so they're more likely to put him in, in the receiving game because of a pretty interesting floor. If he lands anywhere interesting, where has the opportunity to find a path to... And yeah, I think what you said is ultimately right. I think some people used to be talking about him too much and now no one's talking about him enough. I think this is a guy from the ones we've listed. Yeah, he looks like, as long as the draft isn't a complete show for him, um, he would be an interesting third-round pick. Yeah, no, I actually think, you know, just a little bit of context, you know, to go with that is the first year or two he was in college, he was part of, um, you know, Mike Leach was the coach there and he was like the air raid sort of offense, like running guns, splitting people out. And you could see that a lot when you watched him that year where he was being used in motion a lot and he was being split out wide and he was running routes and things like that. Whereas, and then in 2020, I believe he only played one game and he got injured. He missed the whole 2020 season. And then when, you know, 2021 happened, it's a new coaching regime and they had a very different style of play. They didn't really use him like that. They just used him more as a traditional run running back um so for me what it tells me well what i think i have a theory anyway is that it just just depends on what type of scheme that he goes into and if they are you know a a scheme that does use their running backs you know more like as pass catchers and things like that i mean you know just for talk's sake if he went to like the chargers or something that would be awesome you know like that would be really really interesting place um for him to land you know obviously not for austin eckler truthers but you know, somewhere that they are going to utilize a pass catching back and things like that. I think if you're wanting him to just be a traditional running back, yeah, like you said, he's just one of the guys and he, he just could easily be uh, very replaceable. But when you go back and watch that sort of monster season of his, I mean, for me, I thought he just had really, really smooth hands, really good at catching the ball in stride and obviously creating with it afterwards, um, you know, he, he he's definitely a very interesting guy for me. I thought he was... He had decent vision. He had good burst, able to get to the edge or the second level. Um, You know, so there's definitely a lot of things to like about him. I mean, certainly I think it's one of those classic post-hype sleeper sort of things because I remember people sort of jokingly or not making that Christian McCaffrey comparison, (laughs) you know, after that year where he has the 83 receptions. And I think that, you know, that's just a case of unrealistic expectations. And then because people got disappointed, because I out of mind, and then because of the coaching staff changes and things like that, everyone just soured on him completely. And like you said, nobody even talks about him anymore. Like I haven't heard anybody really at all. Like you usually hear one or two people pipe. Something. Yeah. Somebody still. Everyone. Everyone's you know, got like, a truth or a stand, but Boshi exactly. Have that. <laughs> like, it might have to be us. We might have to be the Massimiliano. <laughs> yes, um, I'm ready. Mad Max. We'll have to give him a nickname or something. But yeah, no, I, I definitely am intrigued for sure. And it, and if he does get drafted, you know, and if he does get anywhere at a halfway interesting spot, then I, I certainly, of the sleepers that we're talking about here, I would be bumping him up to the top of that list for me personally, just because what he did accomplish at one point was so substantially more than almost any of these other players you know really if you think about it especially for fantasy i mean ultimately that's what we're talking about for fantasy if he's going to go out and catch 83 passes that's going to make us a lot of money you know so um yeah i'd be all about that life so definitely keep an eye on him 
find out you know if he does get drafted where is he getting drafted and maybe bump him up to the top of your your sleeper list um i certainly think he has some intriguing prospects and he, he certainly looked serviceable in the run game but really good in the pass game we are going to talk then about somebody who i I'm curious to hear Peter's thoughts on because I, I tend to try and always have positive things to say <laughs> about prospects whenever possible. Um, but I am, I'll be honest, I'll be straight up here. I'll probably struggle a little bit to say positive things um, majorly about this player. This is Tyler Goodson. We're talking about um, he comes out of Iowa. He is a Hawkeye, which again is a very cool name, a, an Avenger, um, but he's five foot nine, 197 pounds. He doesn't quite hit that 200 pound threshold that we like to see. Uh, he was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. He is a junior, 21 years old. He ran a four, four, two 40, had a 36 and a half inch vert and 10 foot three broad at the combine, which is all, those are all good numbers, all solid numbers. Um, he did play baseball, basketball, track and, and football in high school so multi-sport athlete he had a 12 percent college target share which is really nice um, for a running back and he's the first true freshman ever to lead the team in rushing yards so that's pretty cool um, in 34 games for iowa he had 533 attempts for 2551 yards 4.8 yards per carry and 18 touchdowns he also had 70 receptions for 565 yards 8.1 yards per reception and one touchdown so Definitely, there are a couple little things there that you can, you know, you can just see, okay, well, that is interesting, you know, especially for a guy who isn't, you know, isn't getting touted a lot. People aren't talking about him. I mean, I will say, full disclosure, you know, of the 20 something odd running backs that I did a film score for, like he did actually come out last for me, for me um, and all those guys. So I, I wasn't a big fan. And I do believe. I'm pretty sure I spoke to Garrett Price about him and he said that he he was last for him as well. Um, so I'm not the only crazy person. But I know, uh, again, I do know that like when I was speaking to uh, Thor Nystrom, he was on the uh, on the pod right before we started this series building the big board and he actually liked him. So he had some nice things to say about him. He said he, he kind of thought of him as an interesting sleeper. I think part of it, part of the problem is that 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 offense in general is just horrific it's really terrible to watch it's hard it's hard watching um the hawkeyes play football especially this last year so i mean as far as good things to say about him i will say he is a good pass catcher he has good hands catches um he looked really solid like splitting out and running some routes and getting you know just even a couple contested catches so i definitely see the pass catching upside which is really nice um he, I just felt as far as a runner though, he was just fairly one dimensional. He didn't have much twitch, but you know, burst didn't have a lot of juking. Um, he just, he had a really bad O-line actually, which obviously didn't help him. But again, I, on the positive side, I did write, he's one of the better route running pass catching backs in the class. So that is certainly something to look at. Um, he just he really slows down when he's cutting or changing direction like he's having to think about it or something almost um it's not it's not an ideal trait uh that i want to see in running backs i want it to be more natural and kind of just feel fluid and and look like it's, it's effortless almost whereas he seems like he's really trying to think about it and decide which way he's going to go and stuff like that I just i didn't see a lot that i liked about him from a running back perspective but again Pass catching is is you know king when it comes to fantasy. So if he does get a role where he's going to be used as a third down back and be catching a lot of balls, he could still be useful. Um, 
But again, I don't, cause I don't want to be too negative or anything like that. Like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to pile on the guy. He's 400 times the athlete I could ever be. And um, I'm sure he could take me in a fight, even though he's five, nine. So yeah. Well, what are your thoughts on him, Peter? I mean, obviously you're going to look at it from an analytical perspective. Is there things that he is doing well or that things that, you know, he excels at that we should be more interested or more excited about? Uh, no, well, I would say if he had half the traits you just described that he's lacking, he probably wouldn't be down here in my fifth tier talking about maybe if you need to fill roster spots. Um, and yeah, that's what he looks like. He looks like a college running back who did a three down workload, you know? Um, and when you're looking for a guy who, if he gets past two opportunities, I think that's decent. You know, it was a li- least strange, least weird profile, which I guess is not ticking that box for me. Cause I do like to look for those weird things. Um, but overall, it just looks decent. Let's see. Um, his last two years were decent, over 700 rushing yards, followed by 1,100 uh, rushing yards, 2.0 adjusted yards per team attempt, right on that college average for a full-time uh, three-down work running back uh, in any conference, really. Um, for the final two seasons, he did that twice. Not that that means it's twice as important, but it does mean he consistently produced at a college level with... Uh, in a three-down roll, 9% of his team's market share of receiving yards, um, which is significant even in Iowa. Iowa. I don't know why I put that in there. I just want to make it sound like I know what a college team is, even though I don't. <laughs> um, three years as a running back one on a college team with decent overall performance and maybe draft capital if that happens. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I think he was a three-down running back in college and performed okay on it, you know? That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah exactly. I don't see a lot that's strange or stands out and needs explaining. He just looks yeah. like, yeah, that's what a good, decent college running back should do given that opportunity. And he was involved in both sides of the game. So, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, if you're going to take, you know, dart throws and things like that at those later ends of the draft or in the, you know, waiver wire, you know, definitely somebody who can catch passes is somebody that should go up to the top of the list, probably just because, you know, if they're really good at running the ball, they're probably not going to be in the fourth and fifth round or they're probably not going to be on the waiver wire. So, um, you know, if you're going to get somebody who's not great at running and not great at catching, that's really kind of the double whammy you don't want. So at least get somebody who's good or could be really good at catching the ball if you're looking for a running back like that. So I think those are the boxes that he ticks. And I think a lot of these guys are in that tier in that bracket where, yeah, you're just waiting for the NFL draft and you want to see, does a team think they're better than I think they are? Cause if they are, then that's who yeah. I'm going to listen to ultimately because they're the ones paying the, the checks at the end of the day. So they're going to probably decide if he's going on the field or not. So yeah, absolutely. I think Tyler Tyler's one of those guys that I'm not interested in. I'm not excited in at this point, but if he gets like, fifth round draft capital and a fairly interesting decent spot then yeah he becomes a dart throw because he can catch passes and um, if a team is interested in him enough to to invest some sort of draft capital in him then they're obviously got some sort of a rule or some sort of scheme for him definitely want to cover all these sort of guys because i think it's important you know when you get ready for your rookie drafts and then you start panicking and you just see a name and you're like i don't know i've heard of them are they good you know give them a, just just to give a little bit of context a little bit of thoughts where we're at with them um, so that when you know Tyler Goodson is a top 12 running back in two or three years, you can say, hey, I remember Peter Howard loved him and thought he was a top 12 running back at the time. And Evan's <laughs> an idiot and didn't like him at all and thought he was rubbish. Um, and yeah, you can just at me on Twitter and you know we'll have a great time talking about it. There you go. Another two in the bag. Another two sleepers for you to be aware of. And again, if you like me and you've got like a pocket full of fourth round picks, you know who to be burning them on. This is a podcast for you. 
<laughs> if you've versus... got way too many fourth round picks <laughs> and you're not allowed you've got to more fourth round them. picks than since here's where you want to be <laughs> hope you enjoyed that uh, i know i sure did apologies for there was a little bit of um bad vibes on the recording uh peter was having some problems with his internet but i really enjoyed the conversation and i wanted to try and uh, capture as much of it as possible to share with you guys we will be back again with two more exciting well exciting to people like me probably people like you if you're listening uh just absolutely degenerates who want to know every single uh sleeper there is out there we'll be back with two more of those stick with us I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a Dynasty debate.